Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting, thrilling Edge of Your Seat episode <laughs> of Two Kobolds in a Trench Coat, or various connotations of we've been known by many, many things by our vast listening public. Some of them are just wild and out there, really. I don't know how what else to say. <laughs> Two trench boats in a Code a, or something I don't know. Yeah, to yeah, it, it, it's become some sort of analogy. I uh, I can't even think of the right words. The, it, it's yeah, some, it's becoming to a point now. Like I've even forgotten what this podcast is called. What, what, what have we got? <laughs> who are who are you? That's the big question. Yeah, how's this who, work? Who What's this work again? What are we doing? How's this go? Yeah, are we supposed to yeah, talk I, about something? I don't know. Um, well, well the rumour has it, yeah. <laughs> rumour has it we do. Oh, really? Wow. Um, well, um, if that's the case, then I have a question to pose to you. And that question is, what are your favourite 5th edition spells? Ah, yeah. okay. I love this question because I think there are so many fun little spells that people always forget about. And I have a really random favourite one, but I'm going to leave that for now because I want to know what you think Uh, first. I do like Thunder Wave. Thunder Wave's a good spell. I think it's good for crowd control. Um, I think another one is probably Burning Hands because it's quite an easy one. It's very. Is that, is that a cantrip or is it a first level? I forget. Um, Burning Hands is in fact a first level. Hmm. Yeah, that one's quite good, and I like Armor of Agathis as well. That's quite cool. Hmm. So where your creature hits you and you get there, you do some ice damage back. That's quite a good one. All right. So if we we go back to those, you've got Thunder Wave, which mm-hmm. is. Now, I always get this one and Thunderclap mixed up because I'm an idiot. Yes. Uh, Thunderclap is the cantrip. Thunderwave is the other one. Um, yeah, so like a first or second level, I think. This is where Let me have a look. the almighty power of the search engine comes in. So let's have a quick look at that one. Thunderwave. First level spell. The first level evocation. So that automatically mm. tells you everything you need to know. It's for breaking shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's for hurting things. Like Yeah, and it's a and it's a con save as well. Yeah. You know, which is interesting. That's interesting to see in things that aren't poison based. Hmm. As it, I mean Thunder Wave, you would have thought it'd be dexterity save since you're getting blown. Backwards, I suppose it's also because it's like force. It's uh, it's hmm. more like you know when you're standing right next to a speaker at a concert and you can and you feel that, that thud, it's thud, thudding thud. and it's yeah. thud. it's like it's pressing down on you and it's like I I'm gonna die but I'm gonna stay here anyway. It's I think it's that kind of thing, which kind of makes me wonder is it a will save <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but that's what at i mean at the same time con save makes sense because it's a wave of thunderous force that's basically trying to compress you into a tiny little squishy mess yeah uh so yeah that, for sure that kind of that makes sense uh but what i do like about it 
is that it is a it's got a range of a 15 foot cube but that 15 foot cube can be anywhere as long as you are along a point of it so it doesn't have yes. to come out from you from a corner you could actually stand in the middle of it if you wanted you'd have to hurt yourself yeah, as well can... but you know you'd hurt yourself as well but you could do it you know and or you could stay on one edge of it and be like in the middle of one of the cube's edges or you yeah. can be in a corner and it's just like as long as you can touch part of the cube it doesn't matter where it is mm. in relation to you and that's pretty good because a lot of spells like this they have to be in a cone and it's 15 mm. feet long 15 feet wide and it's like you don't really have a lot of flexibility you can't say well i'm going to cast it from slightly over here yeah. slightly to my right to hold my hand out at a funny angle and do weird shit with it you have to it has to be directly from the center of your point and that yeah that can be really irritating it can be. And I like as well that you can actually upcast this so it does more damage as well, which is also quite cool. It's like it uh, so, increases by 1d8 for every slot, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it starts off as 2d8, and then obviously I think it's 3d8, 4d8, 5d8, and so on. So if you want I to mean, cast it... At first level, 2d8 is still pretty meaty. It's still pretty potent at the first level. So if you're going five, five, level 5... Yeah. You're getting, what, about 68, roughly? Maybe 78, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know, crazy maths. But, yeah, you're going to do some pretty cool damage. And I did wonder if you should have some sort of condition attached to this once you've been hit by it, if you should be, like, deafened or something like that. I think that... I think if If you were going to do that, you would have to swap that for the being pushed away, because, obviously... Mm -hmm you're automatically pushed 10 feet. So that's a state, that's a status effect as it is because you are pushed. Yeah. Um, and you can resist that on a successful save. I think that's what the constitution is for. You know, I'm going to, it's like facing into a cold wind, I suppose. Did you go out yeah. in that snowy blizzard of, what was it, 2018 or whatever, 2019? Mm, yes, I had to um, drive in that. That was no fun. Yeah, yeah. So... If you imagine you're face planting that blizzard, mm. that's essentially what this is a con save against. Precisely. And I'd like so, to add another one actually Death Ward. Death Ward's a good one to have. Okay, Death Ward is pretty cool. I'm going to pull that one up now. Yeah. Because let's, get, let's go with our top five. So we've got for you, we've got yeah. Thunderwave, Death Ward. Now, Death Ward is fourth level abjuration. Mm-hmm. So. Shielding, defense, and it lasts for eight hours. Yep, that's 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 nice. That's pretty good. Uh, so, what does it say? You touch a creature and grant it a measure of protection from death. So you're basically saying "fuck you, death," aren't you? Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty nice. But the first time you are dropped to zero hit points as a result of taking damage, the target instead drops to one hit point, and the spell ends. So. For a whole eight hours, you can adventure safe in the knowledge that the very first time that you fuck up, you're going to be okay, yeah. at least for one more round. And interesting, it says here, if the spell is still in effect when the target is subjected to an instant effect that would kill it, instant, uh, subject to an effect that would kill it instantaneously, without like dealing damage, I assume a la power word kill, 
Yeah. Or finger of death and things like that. Your finger of death, yeah. Uh, That effect is instead negated against the target and the spell ends. So, so if you're facing off against the big bad and he and they go finger of death, it's just going to go boom. I'm just going to say, having faced off against a Sararak who used power word kill, what I would have done to have that as a spell at that time, because that was the worst moment of my entire life, watching... We we literally we were on our way. We were free. We were running, and then that bastard pops up. Power word kill. Bish. Yeah. There you go. And I'm there like, you go. there were several words running through my head at the time, and unfortunately, none of them are very safe for podcast or radio or TV or any of the above. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's a really good one, and that's a good one for clerics to have. And if you've got a handy cleric in your party, then that and revivify usually. Mm. Kind of game changers. Paladins as well uh, can grab Paladins that. Paladins as well. Yeah. And alchemists. Um, so oh. um, artificer alchemists can ah, grab that very as well. Good. Which is handy. For, you know, <laughs> I suppose it's kind of like the whole potion thing. You know, here, drink this potion. It, it'll save you from getting fucked over by the... Yeah, um, dead monstrosities. Exactly. Oh, okay. What? What? Hang on. What have I said? So so far we've got Death Ward, Thunderwave. We've got Thunderwave. I mentioned Burning Hands, which is quite a good one. Yeah, and I know I... this. Yeah, Burning Hands. Let's talk about that one. I will, I've just spotted another one which I will probably add to my list as well, which I've I've used quite a lot, which well, has turned out to be quite. Fruitful. Well, let's was talk Bane. about that one. Let's talk about that one first. Then Bane was it? Yeah, Bane. Bane's a good one. Bane will it it you basically it minuses a d four off like um, attack rolls and stuff like that from the enemy. So see, it's always quite handy to have. See, I feel I can't help but whenever I hear that spell, I can't help but immediately think of the Batman film. Mm, um, yes. Mm, I was born in the night. I I got afraid of the dark. Uh, And he was was too well spoken. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just imagining. Do you feel like you're in control? Yeah. Do you feel like you're in control? Have a bit. There's a little me Um, for you. Um, Yeah. Concentration, one minute, it's an enchantment. Now, that is interesting. Enchantment. Although it does kind of make sense, I suppose. But it's one of those rare, weird ones that seems it could also go in. It could also go in necromancy. Yeah. I think. But it, it, it does count as enchantment for the purposes of this. But it could absolutely be a, a necromancy spell because it's it's taking something away from you. It's taking away some of your power or ability and whatever yeah it's like i mean i can understand the enchantment part of it i get that but yeah yeah, it seems to fit it a lot better but it does yeah yeah and it's a christmas save and it's also good because it says here take a subtract a d4 from the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw so if you know you've got a spell lined up say the wizard the sorcerer whoever's got a spell lined up and you go bane and now they can hit their spell which means that they're gonna the enemy's gonna fail their save because it's minus a d4 it can come in quite handy it's quite it i mean nifty. a lot of people will will spam it it's a first level spell but still quite handy to yeah to hit 
when you get the chance. I also like I this is this is a funny one. I like that this particular material component for Bane is possibly one of the easiest to get hold of because it's a drop of blood. Now it doesn't say whose blood or where you picked it no. up from or how old it Precisely. has to be. So you can just be like, oh look, there's an enemy. Hoop, yoink, off your face. There's my Bane spell. Just now randomly reaching blood. out, just touching them just for that extra creep factor. Or cut mm-hmm. your own finger and just use that. You know, you, you've yeah. got plenty. You've got several pints of it readily in your body. So Exactly, it's, it's exactly. one of the easiest to get. It's like if it said something like a lock of hair, you just literally, there we go, have some of mine. Drop of blood, oh. you, you can be your own. There's a dead guy on the floor, we'll just borrow some of his. It's, yeah. it's easy to come by. You literally scrape it up off of dead bodies. But that also leans into the whole necromancy thing you were telling as well. You know, you're using blood and all that. It's not less more enchantment. It does feel like it's more that sort of aim. It it feels very, it's got that whole blood magic vibe, doesn't Hmm, it? Definitely, yeah. Ooh, it's giving me shit. (laughs) That's something we might have to talk about later on, about the verbal, semantic and material, because a lot of games don't really go for the material. Yes. A lot of, a lot of people There's, just go, oh, it's fine. We'll say you've got it. It's fine. I like to encourage my players to have their material components unless they have a focus. If they have a focus, okay, that's fine. However, if a spell says uh, a cost or it is consumed, they must have that. That's my rule anyway. Um, and that's just so that they don't basically shit out resurrection spells or whatever they like well because... that's much i think the revivify is like a diamond 50 gold a di- worth of it's either a, or something. a diamond or a diamond the equivalent of 50 worth. gold or something yes. or 100 gold or something like that yeah it's expensive dying is expensive sure. stuff you know yeah and being revived <laughs> is even worse mm. um so that's so i've got uh you've got thunderwave Death Ward, yep. Bane. Burning Hands Bane. was the one we were going to talk about. Burning Hands, yeah. So as you hold your hands with your thumbs touching and fingers spread, a thin sheet of flame shoots forth from your outstretched fingers. Each creature in a 15-foot cone, so this is a cone spell, must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d6 fire damage. 3d6 fire damage is nothing to be sniffed at. Um, on a fail save, half as much on a successful one. So. You know, that is, that's nothing to be, um, you know, turn your nose. And it increases 1d6 every time you upcast. So that's okay. pretty cool as well. So 3d6 fire damage basically guarantees you three points of fire damage. Yep. And that it's a level, it's a first level spell. So you get it at level one. And it ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Now, this is the thing that people miss with a spell like this. Mm-hmm. Fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. You can absolutely use this shit for crowd control. Yeah. You just set fire to the room. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got automatic crowd control. And it's a cone, so it's always just going to go out in a it's cone just, shape. So Yeah. yeah. And it's, obviously the further it goes from you, the wider the area that it covers as well. So the, this is a very yeah. underrated spell, I think just for the fact that it specifies it damages flammable objects. So if you are in um, 
uh, henky office with a scary guy that's, you know, he's threatening to poison you or whatever, just hop, burning hands, set fire to his drapes and make your escape, you know? Yeah, exactly. You don't even have to harm him. You just have to startle him or set fire to his desk so that he, you know, can't get to you or whatever. Just exactly, and you're kind of, you could essentially use the fire that you've set off around this person to contain them in like an area of you to escape. Maybe hmm. there's always creative ways to use these. Exactly that. So how many? Have, so how many That's have I got four. left? Four. You've got one more. Four. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go with Phantasmal Killer. Oh, that one was mentioned on Twitter. Yeah, I, I like this one. I've seen it in use. I played the game where a bard used it on an orc war chief. And the DM was like, I can't believe that. Because it was basically, it just nullified him. He failed. He took 4D, was it 4D10 psychic damage? Uh, and it is 4D10, yeah. Fail on yeah, four. Right. Tap into the yeah. Phantasmal Killer. Tap into the nightmares of a creature you could see within range. Uh, target must make a wisdom saving throw. They become frightened on a failed save. Yeah. And at the end of each of the target's turns, before the spell ends, they must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic damage. So, okay. Let's, let's unpack that a little bit. First off, you need to make a wisdom save to not be frightened. Yeah. If you have a low wisdom character, which I know that wisdom often gets used as the dump stat, which is unfortunate because, you know, Wisdom saving throws, very handy. But if you become frightened, for one minute, you then have to make a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic damage. If you fail three times in a row, you are taking the equivalent of 12d10 psychic damage. Yep. That's going to hurt. It is. I mean, and to be fair... Um, I usually use charisma as a dump stat because I just think that's funnier. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like being a dick. <laughs> yeah, basically, no charisma. I'm not very perceptive <laughs> um, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, um, with that, I've seen it used and the bard used it on the Orc Warchief and it basically, mm. he had to keep moving away from him and he kept failing. So within a few, couple of rounds, he was dead. And this yeah. was like, not the big bad, but he was like a tough boss to get around. And as soon as that happened, that was it. After a couple of rounds of that, he was taking 4d10 and the guy was rolling high. So it was good, good damage he was dealing him. Yeah. And luckily we managed to get out of that dungeon, but it was it was really effective. The DM was like, I can't believe that. That's just nullified all my plans. It's just ridiculous. How have you done this? Um, yeah. But yeah. also it is a scaling one as well. It yeah. does scale. Now, unlike its sibling, which is Phantasmal Force, which is two levels mm-hmm. lower, which doesn't s- seem to scale. But then again, Phantasmal Force is, can be a bit of a ass to uh, get around anyway. Yes. Yeah. And then you've got the other one is Fan- oh, no, Phantom Steed. That's a completely Phantom Steed. <laughs> Who doesn't want a Phantom Steed, let's be fair? Well, exactly. Yeah. Ghostly so that- Nightmare Horse. <laughs> well... Definitely. That's there you go. Right, right off into the night on your nightmare horse. Yeah. So, so that's we, my five. Right before we go, go on, on to mine, let's let's have a yeah. look at what some folks on the twits have said. So, big shout out to Wintermain who has said um, that 
his favourite spells include uh, Catapult, massively underrated because he very much enjoys killing people with innocuous objects like a teacup, which is fine, you know. I've never, um, I don't think I've overlooked this spell. I've not, let's have a look. Let's have a read. Catapult, it's, it's, wing, it's a great little spell. Uh, it's a first level spell. Yeah, first level uh, instant transmutation spell. Yes. Uh, um, if the object would strike a creature, the creature must take a, make a dexterity saving throw or fail save. The object strikes the target, stops moving. When the object strikes something, the object and what it strikes each take three d eight bludgeoning damage. So that's that's pretty mm-hmm. beefy, actually. That is beefy. So he once managed to one shot someone with wow. a metal grate using wow. the catapult spell. Um, which is fantabulous, you know, just yeah. bonk and you're dead. And again, that is a an upcastable spell. So yeah. you add a D8 for every level above first. So at second level, you're already on 4D8 of burgeoning yeah. damage from a teacup. And that's the thing. I, that's one of those spells I've overlooked because I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a great little spell. Um, shout out to Ampersand, who has said Ice Knife because it goes boom. So even if Ice Knife doesn't hit, Ice Knife can do damage. Uh, is that one of those where it's like area effects, is it? It's basically whoever it hits takes an initial set of damage and then everyone in a five-foot radius around that <clears throat> takes damage of an AoE variety. So... You create a shard of ice and fling it at one creature within range. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 piercing damage. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. The target and each creature within five feet of it must save on a dexterity saving throw or take an additional 2d6 cold damage. So if you are the target and it hits you, you're going to take 1d10 plus 2d6 of cold damage. And Fred standing next to you is going to take 2d6 if he fails on his dex saving throw. Wow, that's actually quite a fair. That's quite good, that one. Mm-hmm. It's another one you kind of overlook because you're looking for the fireballs and the other stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Ampersand also says that he enjoys Chill Touch because it's neither a cold spell nor a touchy spell. It's so, a necromantic spell, isn't it? It is. Chill Touch is a necromancy spell. It was one of my favourites when uh, I was uh, playing a warlock, actually. Uh, it was... Oh, oh apparently I've, I've Instead of writing Chill Touch, I've written Chill Necromancy. Um, well, okay. Wow, well, okay. Take a, that's... take a break, necromancy. We got it, this. Chill it, out. Oh, yeah, chill out. Yeah. Uh, no, it is a, a can... It's also a cantrip. So, oh, easy. Yep. Uh, And what it is, is you create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range. Uh, You then make a ranged spell attack against a creature to assail it with the chill of the grave. So basically, you are casting bad touch. Um, (laughs) And on a hit, on a hit, you take necrotic damage Mm -hmm. and you can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. So you can't heal yourself. So, so if it, if you are hit with a chill touch, 
You cannot regain hit points until the start of the caster's next turn. Oh, interesting. And until then, this hand is clinging onto you. So it's it's not just like giving you a little stroke. It is literally gripping hold of you. It's got its fingers in there. It is not an. It's not mm. good. Um, if you hit if if you hit an undead target with it, the undead will have disadvantage on attack rolls against you as well. Wow. So okay. so it's got all these little bits to it that are just like, oh, well, that's handy. And that's extra handy. You know what? It's got a range of 120 feet. Screw this. That's a big... Chill touch. Yeah. Chill touch. That's chill right. touch. I'm going to chill this, this mother. See, it's now this wants me to play mad. full caster now, looking at some of these spells. I'm thinking, <laughs> I want to play like a sorcerer or a wizard or something. And I feel like I need to at some point, because it's one of those classes I've shied away from. But, I've I've always played um, I always play sort of casters or half casters or half even, casters. You know, yeah. um, I th- I think the only time I've ever you know gone out of my way and long term played a non castery class was um, I once played a fight. I once played a fighter for a while. Oh, okay. Non-castery fighter, and that to me was very strange. As I was like, "I'm going to cast." No, I'm not. I'm going <clears> to. <throat> uh, what am I doing? All oh, right, I'm going to cast sword. I'm, I'm going to cast <laughs> sword on its face. Take um, that. I'm going to cast punch. Um, Interestingly, yeah. though, I did. I played a fighter, but I played an eldritch knight. Now, an eldritch knight is good, but I forgot that it uses intelligence as its casting ability so the fighter i had had a low intelligence so, so my you basically spells, had a stupid eldritch knight yeah yeah his spells are like a dc 12 like saving throw which is like nothing really no that's, that's... which i was a bit like oh god if only i'd paid attention oh shit but, if only um, I'd actually read my read class. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, that's oh. the problem. I, I every day I still think I I just I stop reading things. Yeah, I speed. <laughs> you, know, like, you know when you speed read and you're like, yeah, I've got the gist of it, and then you're like, I haven't really read that properly. <laughs> I don't know. Brain um, brain overload. I'm but, terrible because I will just read everything and then I'll read it again and then I'll read it again. And then I'll read it the fourth time, time just for shits and giggles because I can. Uh, yeah. And then two days later, I'll read it again because did I miss anything? Because that's just me. I like reading stuff. My mother always said I would read the back of a postage stamp if there was nothing else to look at. There you go. She's right. But, I would. Um, <laughs> I would. I would several yeah, times. But Chill Touch, again, what I like about Chill Touch, again, it's another one that increases in damage the more you, yeah. the higher it gets. It's like 5th level, 2d8, 11th level. Yeah. 3d8, 17th level, 48. So that's And good. it's not even like you have to upcast it. That's just because it's a cantrip. It just does yeah. that naturally. So the, the further up you go, the harder hit in your cantrip is. And it's pretty nasty to begin with. It's one of the nastiest and, cantrips, I think. And it's not a concentration, so you could probably hit that on a couple of people, maybe one person you each can, round if yeah, yeah, you can hit someone over there, then next turn hit someone over there, then hit someone over there, and boop, boop, boop. I mean, and some spells it, will say the higher level you can cast it on more people, but that's a shame because this will be 
deadly if like uh, eighth level think, you were like i can cast on three people you're all fucked I, good luck i kind of stuff. feel like that's why they haven't done that because yeah, it would yeah. be like that would basically oh, be like that would be like three people screwed they can't regain yeah. hit points you cast it on some low people that on some people on low health yeah doesn't even you know you can ignore their their healer the cleric or the druid or whoever's healing them you can ignore them just go straight for those guys because they can't regain their hit points exactly ah, it's gonna be through a, you guys yeah i think a fight's gonna be over pretty quickly what if you start doing that so that's probably yeah. why they haven't done that that's why that's, it's a cantrip because you can't that's why it's a cantrip it. yeah because yeah. it's it's very very naughty um, <laughs> but it's a great naughty it's a very good type of naughty it's tasty very tasty. Yeah. Um, so, who else we got? Who else? We had we had one from we had one from D'Artagnan, who ah. actually went for Phantasmal Force, which is the oh okay the, the baby sibling of Phantasmal Killer. The killer. The killer. And um, this is, in fact, a second level illusion spell with an mm-hmm. intelligence save. Ah, uh, in in saves are quite rare. I was just about to say, there's not many out there, is there? That's intelligent saving. Throws. No, you've got one for one of my favourite spells, which I'll come to in a little bit. Yeah, um, no and spoilers. then there's you know if you get involved with um, uh, illithids, you tend to do a lot of intelligence saves. But yeah. this yeah. is one of the few where you actually get an int save. And uh, it's it's like I said, it's a second level illusion. It is concentration though, so it does have a little bit of a downside. But what it does is, on a failed save, you create a phantasmal object, creature, or other visible phenomenon of your choice that is no larger than a ten foot cube. It is mm-hmm. deceivable only to the target. This phantasm includes sound, temperature, and other stimuli. Oh, okay. So the, while the target is affected by the spell, it treats it as if it were real. It rationalizes any illogical outcomes from interacting with the phantasm. So a target that attempts to walk across a phantasmal bridge that spans a chasm falls once it steps onto the bridge. If the <laughs> target survives the fall, it believes the bridge still exists but comes up with an explanation for why it fell. So, you know, oh, I was pushed or oh, I must have slipped or, oh, it must have been a strong wind. And it is so convinced yeah. of Phantasm's reality that it can take damage from the illusion. That's quite good, actually. It's nifty. Each round on uh, your turn, on the caster's turn, the Phantasm can deal 1d6 psychic damage to the target. So it is a spell that basically screws you into believing that you're being hurt to the point that you hurt yourself. Yes, that's crazy. And that is terrifying in a mm. way. You know, you are so convinced of this that this thing is real that, you know, you actually hurt yourself. How did you hurt yourself? Who knows? Was it all in your mind? It's clearly not now because you're in pain. Brain but pain. <laughs> brain pain. So much migraine. Uh, yeah. It's it's really, really fun. Um, Definitely. Uh, That's a good shout. 
Uh, D'Artagnan also said fabricate to turn someone's treasure vault coins into a perfect cube. So let's have a look at that one. Not one I've heard of. Gold. Um, let's see. Uh, now fabricate. Let's have a look. Now I know you can get this as a forge cleric. Um, ah, okay, right. Wizard, artificer, and a forge cleric. Fourth level, but it is a ritual. It takes ten minutes to cast. Aha. Uh-huh. And you can convert raw materials into products of the same material. So a wooden bridge from a clump of trees, a rope from a patch of hemp, and clothes from flax or wool. Mm. So that's pretty handy. It also allows you to do dickish things like turn someone's treasure vault coins into a perfect cube. <laughs> so you can be an absolute trickster with it as well. Yeah. So you can't use it to turn one thing into something else. So you can't um, you can't turn something made of wood into something made of metal. Oh, that's a shame. You need that. You need a quality a quantity of that raw material, and you can't create items that ordinarily require a high degree of craftsmanship. So you couldn't make jewelry, or weapons, or glass, or armor. Unless you are proficient with that type of artisan's tools, that's the only time okay. you can that you can do that, which is mm-hmm. cool in and of itself. Yeah, because artificers are proficient with all tools. Ha ha! How to yes, how, how to make so <laughs> how to make easy money? Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Ooh. So th- that one. Nice. Okay, that's good. Good shouts there. Some good ones that I hadn't realised. Fabricate one was one of them. You know, that's a good one. It's again. It's a type. It's a spell that's often overlooked. Yeah. Just, just is. Just gets overlooked, and it's quite sad. But you know, did. It is what it is. There's so it many is, spells, is, yeah. though. It's it's so easy to just forget what's going on. Yeah. Right. So. Let's have a look. Uh, yeah. Just thinking an honourable mention to Otto's Irresistible Dance. I just find that one a funny one. Oh, no. That's <laughs> like, what? Why? You basically just <laughs> cast it and they just dance and dance and dance until they save. So it just takes them out of, <laughs> takes them out of it. That's just an honourable mention. Honourable mention to, yeah, that I have been caught in that spell. It is not fun. Mm. <laughs> there, just... there was one that caused exhaustion, but I can't remember what it's called. You failed, and I think you kept dancing, and it did cause exhaustion, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, it might be, in a, might be an older D&D spell. Let's have a look. Conditions, uh, exhaustion. Which, what spells cause the exhaustion condition? Let's have a look. I think the one I've only Sicken, found is Sickening uh, Radiance. Sickening Radiance is the only one I can mm. find. But there might be there might be one in like um an offshoot book. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? A, a, yeah, I know you a mean. third party yeah. thing. Product. My brain's not working, sorry. It's just decided, nope. We're not doing this anymore. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so here we go. Your spells. 
my my top what five spells. One of one of my Start, favorite spells. Starting at five. Starting at number starting five. Starting at five. Okay. Five to one. Five to one. We'll go five. Right. So number five. Mm-hmm. Spare the dying. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yep, I've so, used that one before. Like many healing spells, it is a necromancy <laughs> trip. Um, yeah. And you basically touch someone with zero hit points and they stabilize. It's Noble a cantrip. It's a cantrip. Just, there you go. You're fine. Stop Stop being a baby. Get up. Yep. It's a good shout. It's a good call. I like that one. Number Very four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number four. Scorching yeah. Ray. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Very good, actually. Now, I have to admit, I prefer Scorching Ray over Fireball. Uh, explain. Well, first off, you can get Scorching Ray earlier than you can Fireball. Second level by the set, by what I can mm. read here. It is upcastable. And instead of doing AoE and potentially killing your own party members while you're at it, Where's the target it at people. <laughs> and oh, okay. As, and as you upcast, you gain an additional ray for each slot above second level. So oh. you get uh, three at second level. Right. So by ninth level, so I've got to do some math here. Hang on, two. So by ninth level, you get an extra seven. So that's ten rays Ooh. at ninth and level. Sort of, and it's 2d6 per ray, is it? It is 2d6 per ray. So, so if, you on, create th- if you create three rays and throw them at one target, you get 66 of fire damage to that one target. And I'm not being funny. That's a guaranteed six damage. And then bear in mind, you know what? Okay. So you're going to get, you go up to, what, 10 rays at level nine. You guarantee 10 fire damage. Imagine if you roll all sixes. Game over. That's basically like... <laughs> I don't even want to imagine that. That's, that's, that's basically immolation, which leads me on I kind to my... of, <laughs> I kind of feel this one's been heavily overlooked. It really <laughs> heavily. has. Yeah. Um, now... My third favourite spell is, in fact, Immolation. Oh, okay. I think that there seems to be there's a pattern here to the things that I like. Mm. <laughs> fire starter, twisted fire, fire starter. Yes. Um, so, Immolation is a fifth level evocation spell, which lasts for one minute. Flames wreathe one creature you can see within range. The target must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 8d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. On a failed save, the target also burns for the spell's duration. 
The burning wow. target sheds bright light in a 30-foot radius, a dim light for an additional 30 feet. And at the end of each of its turns, the target repeats a saving throw. It takes 4d6 fire damage on a failed save. And the spell will end on a successful one. These magical flames cannot be extinguished by non-magical means. Like a, what is a spell there? magic or a counter spell or yeah. something like that. What is, well, once it's been cast, that's it. You, well, yeah. you can't counter yeah. spell it. But what is not to love about putting a magical fire on someone and causing them to shine like a brightly lit torch? So, wait a minute. The initial 86 it takes, mm-hmm. right? And after every save, failed saving throw, you take 4d6 extra. Yes. So Again, if this, you're this one's a really, been overlooked. <laughs> if you're having a really bad day with your saving throws, this can be a terrible, terrible, terrible way to go. Especially because it specifies... If damage from this spell kills a target, the target is turned to ash. So you wow. cannot so that... you cannot be revived. Mm. It this is a this is a dead dead spell. This is the spell that will deaden you to deadness. Wow. And beyond. Okay. Because you cannot return a creature to life from ash. No matter how good you are. Yeah. <laughs> You could be like the best yeah. priest in the world. Well, actually, no, that's not quite true. There are ways to do it, but it's <laughs> like true resurrection. But, you know, that's a level nine shiz. With, whew, I mean, it's crazy. Would, uh, again, something like a wish wish thing. Oh, yeah, wish will do. Wish will do pretty yeah. much anything if you word it right. Yeah. But again, <laughs> another heavily overlooked fire spell. Heavily overlooked. Definitely. And everybody says, oh, fireball, fireball. No. No, wait, no, no. Wait for your fifth level spells and get immolation. It's amazing. It immolation and scorching amazing. ray will be my neck, my soon to be fire wizard. They're going to be their go to. Oh, my. <laughs> Once I create them. <laughs> so. Or a fire sorcerer, got... whichever. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. So, from the bottom so far, spare the dying. Scorching ray. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And immolation. Immolation. Number two spot. Now, number two spot has to go to Mind Sliver. Okay. Now. Let's have a look at this one then. Now, I always refer to this as the ultimate migraine spell. Mind Saliva. It is a cantrip, again. And basically. Um, it's an enchantment spell. Another int save does psychic damage, but it acts in the same way that Bane does, in that if you fail, you subtract a d4. Now, I had so much fun with this because I had a very high int wizard, Mm -hmm. which meant I had a very high spell save DC. Oh and wow! Okay. Many many of the creatures that I went up against had average, maybe slightly better than average intelligence scores, but most of the time they they couldn't they couldn't do it. And what's really good is, um, 
because this makes them have to subtract a d6 from the next saving throw before the end of my next turn, they get disadvantage if I choose to throw this spell at them again. They, they, they get the d4 taken from their saving throw if I choose to throw this spell at them again. Wow. That makes so it even if, harder. Yeah. So if nobody takes advantage of the fact that they've got a minus d4 on their saving throw, I can take advantage of it and keep it going. Mm-hmm. And just keep it going and keep it going. And because it's a cantrip, because you because there's a, a feature that allows you to cast a spell and then cast a cantrip, if you've got that, that's like, woof. So yeah. I can cast a nasty bastard, nasty bastard spell and then cast this migraine maker. Wow. And it can be really, really mean. That's actually quite, yeah, that's quite good. That's a very good one, that one. You know, again, another underrated one that people probably over. Very underrated. One, so very, before you very... hit number one, yeah. before you tell us your number one, what is your, what is your honourable mention, if you have one? Oh, honourable mention. Uh, I think... Oh, there's so many to choose from, though, and that's the problem. But I think... I think I would have to give an honourable mention to Arcane Eye. Mm-hmm. Just because it's basically... It basically... lets you It lets you spy on people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't need... You, there's, there's no limit to how far away from you it can move. It only lasts yeah. an hour, so you could sit like on a rooftop and send it into someone's house and spy on them during a meeting, or you could cast it in the room and then move away and then spy on them. You know what's going on. Yeah. And it's like, that's quite a good one. I I don't, it didn't make it into my top five because I very rarely use divination magic. I very rarely Mm -hmm. have divination wizards. In fact, my last wizard was terrified of divination magic. So used to hate it full stop but it's a really great little spell and if you imbue this into an object for example so if you're a dm and you want to make a fun little thing the example i saw was actually in rhyme of the frost maiden where they basically mm-hmm. use arcane eye to give you a tour of the city oh, and it was okay. it was so clever it was such a good such a good well way of doing yeah. it um, and it is basically like tour the city safely and you can just zoom about for an hour having a look and it's it's good fun. So that would definitely be my honourable mention. Nice. Very good one. Okay, so here we go. Your number one. Drum roll. Drum roll. My yeah, number drum roll, one. Please. My number one is the very innocuous, very innocent sounding second level transmutation rope trick. Oh, Really? Rope trick. Okay, you have this... no, you have no idea how many times this spell saved our asses in *Rhyme of the Frost Maiden*. Okay, let's so, let's, let's, let's listen in, viewers. All listeners. right. So, I initially got rope trick because I didn't have many utility spells, and I thought, well, it's cold. I suppose we want to be able to. Should I do create bonfire? <laughs> but, bonfire and it doesn't really 
you know, it doesn't really work. You have to literally sit on the fire. Is there anything else I could do? Now, rope trick allows you to create an extra dimensional space that can be reached by climbing to the top of a rope. This space can hold as many as eight medium or smaller creatures and the rope can be pulled into the space, making it disappear from view. Attacks and spells cannot cross through the entrance in or out, but those inside can see out of it as if through a three foot by five foot window centered on the rope. This space is basically a safe haven. So if you are out in the middle of the butthole of nowhere and you are worried that you might get jumped while you're taking your short rest, get get out the rope trick. If you have a dragon that is flying towards you at great speed, angry because you accidentally on purpose blew up its horde, get out the rope trick. Being accosted Mm. by feral werewolves in the middle of nowhere get out the rope trick this thing has saved my life so many times and i don't know why it is not a a more common spell because it's so so simple so this is the sort of thing yeah this is like totally i mean personally i'll be honest i had rope trick and thought really that's your number one spell but obviously hearing and reading what it does it's like Actually, that's like your extra play in a treehouse. I'm up in the, I'm yeah. up out of the way. Yeah, yeah you and, can't come get me. Thank, no way. Sorry. And like because it's like you, it can only fit eight creatures. So as soon as there are eight of you and your allies in there, no, no one else can get in. Yeah, you can't get anything large or larger in. So nope, dragon, you're not coming in. Nothing can nope. pass into it. So you you are completely protected. You can lean... Now, I actually convinced my DM that it was possible to lean out of the extra-dimensional space and cast spells out of it because technically you're not in the extra-dimensional space when you're casting it. Yeah. So depending on how your DM rules it, you could potentially have a safe space to just sort of pop shot at people by leaning out and leaning back in. And the best nice. thing... It's only yeah. an action to cast, and it lasts an hour. You That's a long a, time. You could take a short rest while you're in there. How does this work against something like Dispel Magic? Could I that... think the way that we ruled it was that if Dispel Magic was cast on the rope, yeah, then it would dispel, because the rope is the object through which the spell is channeled. Right. However, once the rope is outside of the extra dimensional space, you can't, you can't cast spells to it. You can't cast spells at it. There's nothing there. So as long as you're pulling that rope up, you're pretty much safe. Yeah. Wow, okay. That makes it even more interesting. Yeah. So that that was how it was okay. ruled for us. Other DMs might rule it in other ways, depending on how magic works in your games or in your worlds. Obviously, mm. it's, it's different from game to game from um setting to setting and all that. But that was how it was ruled in our game because technically it's extra dimensional. You would have to cast a spell on the extra dimensional space itself if the rope was inside it. So right, it's fun. But then at the end of the spell, anything inside it 
just plops onto the ground so you don't ever lose anything. Oh, okay. It's not like it's yeah lost in extra planar space forever. Yeah. So okay. that is my number one, simply for wow. the fact that it once saved my life from an angry ancient white dragon. Simple, <laughs> yeah. effective. The humble little rope trick. Rope trick, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that's, <laughs> again, a lot of spells get overlooked. And I think that uh, this is another one that's... that is vastly underrated and vastly overlooked. Yeah. Now, it has, obviously, the material. Oh, hang on. Here we go. The material component is a powdered corn extract and a twisted loop of parchment. Yep. So, so if you have a focus, yeah. you don't need any. You don't need anything but, except the rope, I should say. I was going to say yeah. you don't need anything to cast it, but actually you don't need anything except a rope. But Up I mean, trying to, trying to find something like that is also quite would be quite fun, I imagine, to, to yeah. find you know, a, a twisted bit of parchment and some corn extract. Well, like, right, if, I'm ready to go. To be fair, if you're a wizard, you've probably got a load of parchment hanging around anyway. Plus, yeah. you only it, it's not consumed by the spell either. So you keep Busted. hold of it. You you still have it after you've cast the spell. As long as you've got a rope, you can keep that crap in a little pouch and yeah. just like whip it out for the casting. There you go. Yeah. And it can be any rope. It can be a really cheap, shitty rope if you wanted. Yeah. Just and well, because I it's mean, up it... to sixty feet, your standard adventurer's rope that you get with your starting kit. That's what I was just about to mention. Is viable. Yeah. There you go. So you've already got rope to start with, and you just go, yeah. boom, rope trip. Thank you very much. I'm um, I'm good to go. Catch it a I'm bit, good. White, I'm, white dragon. I'm going to go and eat my lunch up in this handy yeah. interdim- extra dimensional space. You know, you'll it's... lose it, you'll lose interest in me before I come out of here. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, but what we also did was we we ruled that if you had the spell slots, you could just recast the spell while sat up there. Wow. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, how long there, is it? An hour? It's it's one hour. And we said if you have the spell slots, you can keep going and you can burn higher level spells. This was okay, so just to be clear, this was my DM's ruling. So my DM said to me, Yes, you may burn a higher level spell slot, but you mm. will only get the one hour. It because it doesn't scale. This spell doesn't scale. You can't be so like you going can, eight hours long rest. Yeah. So you can burn those spell slots and you can stay there for four hours, but you lose four spell slots and it has Ooh, to be okay. second level or higher. So right. it has to be second, okay. third, fourth, whatever. You to could burn fair, a ninth level if you wanted. That's but... a fair trade, I think, if you're going to like abuse that spell. <laughs> I think that's a fair trade. Uh, I hey, for an, elf, for an elf, four hours is a long rest. Exactly. You're cool. <laughs> you're good to go. You're golden. Um, Party of elves. Is, there you go. We're all resting. Is there any? I mean, yeah. I think I always forget that. And I think next time I need to play elves more. Um, for that specific reason, you just four hours. I'm good to go. I've got all my spells back. I'm I'm rocking yeah. and rolling. Um, is there any other spells that you can think of that you'd like to mention that have caught your eye? Because there's one that's caught mine. All right. Well, go with yours first because okay. I'll need to just have it's, a quick look at my list. It is anti-magic field, which I think is a quite cool one, quite effective. I have, yes. Now, this is an eighth level spell, isn't it? This is a yeah, high level it, one. It's, it's, a, it's a big big daddy spell. Um, 
but it's the fact that fireballs can't work won't won't work in it Dis- yeah uh, counter spells don't work and i think what's good as well is one of the as it reads here which i think was was quite cool because like, visually it's quite cool if someone casts wall of fire in the anti-magic field there's a gap in it because it will mm. hit the wall hit the field and boom you, you you're in you're you're good to go and any magical weapons are just treated as non-magical weapons so if you've got your plus two three four weapon it's just going to be bog standard which i think is quite cool now if you've watched critical role this is what made me think of it if you watch campaign two it was used in that the big bad mm. had it um lucian had it um oh. and i reckon i obviously oh this is just a cheap plug i've i've got their audio book the uh, lucian Ooh. the nine eyes well, it's actually Ooh. a good listen. It's I recommend. Is it? it? Yeah. I'm gonna have um, to give it a give it a listen. Yeah, it's a, it's a good because you you go into his backstory. But anyway, regardless, he had that, and that was really effective against the players. And I I'm just like thinking, yeah, I mean, you know, a fireball can't go in the sphere. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 effective. It really is. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but. Also, it's a big level spell. That's the only downside. What I find interesting is that effects like Dispel Magic don't work on it. Mm -hmm. Likewise, different anti-magic fields don't nullify each other. No. So you just have like a boatload of anti-magic fields just sitting around. It's like, but you know, do you know what has um, an anti-magic field? As a weapon, mm-hmm. beholder? beholder. Yes, Ooh. that is one beholder. of my favourites. Beholder, uh, I do like a beholder. What a bastard! <laughs> mm. I do, I do like coming up against a beholder, but only because I know it's going to be fun. Because you're going to have yeah. to be tactical. You got to stay yeah. out of the way of its eye. And that disintegrate ray ain't no joke. Deadly, no, it's exactly. not a joke yeah. at all. It ain't no um, joke. It's, it's but, yeah. Terrible. So, do you would do you have any other spells you can think of that? You might want to mention outside of your top five besides the, the, the ones you said. All right. So when I was playing my paladin, mm-hmm. I had find greater steed. And okay. I quite enjoyed this because the description is you summon a spirit that assumes the form of a loyal, majestic mount. Oh, nice. And I'm like, who doesn't want to charge into battle on the back of a griffin or a pegasus or a periton or a direwolf or a saber-toothed tiger. Who doesn't want to just boom in on something that incredible? It's like, woof, look, I am a great winged beast with uh, claws and teeth and yeah. scary. It's, that's amazing. I very much enjoy that spell and it stays with you it doesn't there's no duration on it it's it's just with you until it drops to zero hit points or you dismiss it yeah it's it's bonded to you so basically you've got yourself a griffin pet and this griffin pet can carry all of your crap for you so you never have to worry about Becoming incumbent ever again. I mean, I just I've just googled what a periton looks like because I don't I didn't know what that was. 
So essentially, oh. it's like a, a, a massive deer hawk thing. Yes. Is that right? That's that's what I put in. Yeah. Yeah. Periton, um, it's a carnivore and it likes to eat elves. Oh, wow. Um, and it likes to eat your heart. Ooh. So it's not a it's not a very nice creature by any stretch of the imagination, but it is pretty cool. It's sort of like an eagle, but with a stag. A very a stag. It's like either a stag or like a caribou or a moose or something like that. But it, yeah. it's got sharp, pointy teeth, and it's kind of scary to look at. Um, yeah, it's not. Not nice. I mean, to be fair, that's pretty cool to ride into battle on a periton. If you're going to fly into battle on something, might as well make it the carnivorous deer bird. Why not? Let's think about it. I mean, the griffin, the pegasus, obvious. The pig, yeah, they're they're just both obvious. You're going to do that. But you walk up on a stag with wings that eats hearts. You're like, come at me. Yeah, come on. You want to come and give it a go? Yeah, they're going to be you like. Want to get the in the way of thing? my? You want to get in the way of my elf eating monstrosity? And if it you could just summon it, and that's just bonded to you, you're like mm-hmm. this is my, you know, this is my my thing now. This is what I get about on. <laughs> I would like to introduce you to my pet, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> the Periton. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's actually not bad. Armor class of thirteen, hit points thirty. This is going off top subject, but I'm just, yeah, I just yeah. don't know, I know what was. Um, you know, multi-attack, gore, and talents. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty nasty thing. Now, find greater steed is a fourth-level spell, but on the other hand, it's a fourth-level spell for paladins. That's yes. It's it's yes. You have to wait for it because as a half caster, you don't get, you only get go up to fifth-level spells, so you have to mm. wait for quite some time to get it. But when you do get it. Oh my god, you're going to look like the holy badass. Yeah. You're gonna come soaring out of the sky on this massive great stag bird with your glorious aura halo of doom or whatever, and mm. you're going to terrify everyone just well, with exactly. your presence. That's amazing. If that's not if that is not a great story beat then I don't know what is. That's just like, how can... That is so cool. That is rule of cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, me personally, if I was thinking of something, like just now, I'm thinking, if you walked in, and I know, it, 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 you know, elves and stuff, but if you walked into like a forest, into like a clearing, and like an elven warlord or something flies down on that thing, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know, I'm on my periton, and I'm like, I don't know, king of the woods or whatever. I'm You're king like, of the woods on my periton, yeah. Yeah, this, that's how I get this, about. This is how I do. Yeah, this is me. <laughs> I like do I this. Say, yeah, like I said, the griffin, the, per- the, the pegasus, route one stuff. Everyone knows you're going to, you know, maybe a hippogriff if you if you care to, you know, dabble. Mm. But, um, yeah, the periton, that's cool. That's my, like, new favourite steed now As I'm, you're <laughs> aiming for the yeah unfortunately yeah. summon uh summon steed and summon greater steed are paladin only but that's all the more reason to play a paladin i'm just now, saying yeah now you're a, you're like a knight in shining armor on your periton 
on your murderous on on your massive murder bird. bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bird. How it's, about um, you? Yeah. yeah I, you know what? One day on the show, I think we should really talk about classes and the paladin. I'd quite like to get into a discussion yeah. on the paladin because I still find that there are some misconceptions about playing the paladin, and I think that these need to be addressed. But yeah, sure. That yeah, that is my honourable mention spell. Yeah, Fourth level, good. find greatest deed for paladins. Yeah. Paladins out there who also love this spell, tell me what your favourite summon is for the find greatest deed. Mm. What do you choose? Do you do you choose the murder bird stag headed periton? Do you go for the rhinoceros, which is an unusual choice but still very bloody scary? Or does your DM let you do something a little bit more out there? Do you know mm-hmm. what? Again, this is another visual thing I just thought of then. Dwarven paladin on your rhinoceros steed. <laughs> Dwarven paladin on a rhino. Just his little what? legs, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Not be able you... to reach all the all way. Right. So if a periton's called Steve, what's the rhino? What's your pet rhino called? Um, Eric. Eric. <laughs> Eric the Rhino. Oh, it's yeah. obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, I mean, this is this is kind of like, you know, you've probably seen it in all the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, like stuff that's out there. A dwarf on like a a, a ram or something like that. That's quite cool. Oh, my God, Billy Connolly. <laughs> yeah. funny. That no, was he so was funny. on a pig. He was on a oh, pig. Oh, he was, wasn't he? He was on a pig. Yeah, was a little pig. Oh, my God. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they don't allow you to have a diabore as like a fine steed. Ah, because that would be is, fun. Is that a thing? A diabore. Now I don't know if this was a third edition thing, but um, you you used to be able to get a diabore. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't know that. I, I think they replaced it with giant boar. Okay. But um, you used to be able to get diabore. You also used to be able to get, like, really weird, you know, diet. If you could think of it, there was a dire version of it. And that was just third edition yeah. for you. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Here, have a really innocuous thing and let's make it twice as nasty. Yeah, I mean, the diabore, the back of his, of this horse-sized boar rises in a steep slope, its tiny red eyes are crossed with filth. And its bristly flank crawls with flies. Very enticing Ooh. to go and ride the diabore. No, thank ride you. the diabore surrounded by flies. I'll you're okay if you're a sort of a death yeah, domain. I'll, uh, yeah, or a, I'll a stick with my periton. The, the oath, oath of, oh, what was it? Oath of conquest or oath of whatever it is, you know. Yeah. That one. Oath of subjugation or but something yeah, no, like that. I don't know. Something <laughs> weird. But yeah. Um, yeah. I like to be weird with oh, my spells, you know. I don't like. I said, I think fireball is fun. Ones, to be fair, fireball is fun and all. Magic missile is great, yeah. but sometimes you just got to summon a giant murder pony. You know. Yeah, I mean, you got <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Precisely. And if summoning know, a murder pony is the spells. way you do it. I yeah. Then, so those are mine. Eat, eats hearts and um, kills elves. 
then go for it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think, think we've learned a lot about me from my spell choice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did have a healing spell in there. Come on. Spare the dying that is, is very handy. That is true. Spare the I mean, so, there's a lot of other spells out there that are probably vastly underrated that we haven't thought of. But if you um, do think of, let us know on the socials at 2 Podcast. Yes. What is your favourite underrated spell? Is it Catapult, allowing you to project a teacup across the room to decimate a person's eyeball? Mm. Or is it something is as, it... you know, something as simple <laughs> as like Arcane Ward, something like that? I don't know. Mm. Or one. perhaps you enjoy summoning weird stuff. Let us know. Let us know. on the back of a postcard. <laughs> Send it to the Cobalt Cave. Yeah, at... Somewhere at in the, the middle of... P.O. Yeah, P.O. Box, Cobalt Cave. <laughs> Somewhere in Faerun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Lost Realms. Uh, might be. Uh, might yeah. be in your realm sometime soon. Um otherwise yeah the socials will do just fine leave yeah. us a message you know yeah you know where we, we are like you receiving messages yeah. i love getting messages i don't know about you but whenever i get a message i'm like oh someone loves me oh wait it's a it's it's a scam oh well <laughs> i felt good for a minute there is that when you just stop typing in your bank account details? No. Oh, what do you mean you're going to take all my money? <laughs> what oh. do you mean you're going to take? No, no. You say since opening up my website, the number yeah. of messages I've got from people saying, let's take a look at your SEO. And I'm like, dick off, bud. I have an SEO optimizer just for this. I don't yeah. need you. I Leave me alone. Yeah, step off. Just, step away. I I am not going to spend more money on you because I don't know you. I'm not giving you my yeah. number. Damn right. Pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Pervert. Pervert. (laughs) Hey, they might be. You'd never know. No, that's true. Hey, I want to give you a million pounds. Pervert. (laughs) Pervert. They all get treated with the same disdain. Thank you for sending me your lovely. Thank you for sending me your lovely, lovely message. Uh, However, I will not be employing your services at this time because you're an asshole. Bye bye. Yeah. Jen. I. I. Yeah, yeah. That's me. but no, I, th- I think we've. I think next one is going to be, um, like you say, we'll talk about classes. Maybe talk about. We'll go into that because the paladin is one of the ones that I think not a lot of people get to grips with. It seems it on the level on the surface, it seems very complicated. So I think maybe next time we'll we'll cover that one. You see, the concept of the paladin, yeah, is so deeply ingrained into people as to what it should be that I don't think people are open to what it could be. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. And, of course, back in the days of third edition and whatnot, you had to be, you had to be lawful, whatever. Lawful good, I think it was, to be a paladin. Yeah, that's right. It's not, not true. Not true in... New D and D, it isn't no. true at all. And I, I will go into that. I will go into that because it is something that I was exploring while writing my own mechanics, my own game. Something yeah. I wanted to hammer home from the beginning: paladins are not necessarily all good. <laughs> so no. that, that's yeah, that's my bugbear no, about paladins. I think, yeah. So <laughs> next week, keep your ears out, listening for a 
one on the Paladin class. Maybe we need to... Ailey's maybe, Paladin run. Yeah, maybe that's what <laughs> we need gonna... to do. Maybe a couple of episodes we'll do on specific classes, maybe. Yeah, just, just, we'll have Ailey's Paladin rant just so she can get it out of her system before Easter. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, definitely. she might explode. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But yeah, if you um, have a suggestion for yeah. uh, any classes you'd like us to talk about, then go ahead. But we are starting with the goddamn Paladin. It's, it has to happen. It has to happen. <laughs> so I think on that note, that's a good opportunity to end. So thank you for listening. I, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed the spells we've come up with, our favourite ones, and some honourable mentions, as well as some very hard-hitting Periton talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you can catch us everywhere, on the socials, wherever you may be. We're out, we're out there somewhere in the void. You'll find us. Go. Yeah, screaming Go into the wind. Yeah. Ah. So yeah. sometimes screaming, sometimes just sobbing pitifully. Depends whichever. on my mood, <laughs> whichever comes first. Depends how the day goes, I guess. Oh god, it depends on how many people get run over at work. Um, yeah. Oh well, never mind. Yeah. So go catch oh, well. us at Two Key at Podcast on the Twitters. You will find links to both mine and Shiv's socials on yeah. there. So go and check us out. We do stuff. Yeah. We do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how we get through the I, day, doing stuff. Yeah, and you can lost... obviously catch us on the yeah. um, uh, Homebrew Havoc actual play. You forgot what it was called for a minute there, didn't you? <laughs> I'm, in too, I'm in too many of these things. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on yeah. anymore. Uh, we're, yeah, we're on that. Come see us on a Thursday um, and watch us be a badger and a tree. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we will see you next time before we continue to ramble on into the void. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Catch you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Good. Goodbye.